Hi everyone, welcome to Game Bros episode 15. How are you today, bro? Hello, bro. Welcome, everyone. As usual, it's such a pleasure. I hope everyone had, you know, two amazing weeks. And um, I hope that they had time to, you know, check some Lego games that we discussed in our last episode. Maybe, you know, I actually got a few people saying, you know, after you guys spoke about these Lego games, I realized that some of them are available on PS Now and I'm playing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want, right, bro? Get people yes. to engage in a new adventure, whatever they're looking for. If it's a really demanding mm -hmm. game or if it's a really fun and, you know, smooth game. Whatever you're mm -hmm. looking for, Game Bros are here for you. Right, bro? We are. We yeah. are. I mean, Lego games are incredible. And I completely understand, especially in those times where your schedule might be different from usual. And Lego games are perfect for that. We mentioned mm -hmm. that in our previous episode. You have 10 minutes, 15 minutes to play here and there. Yeah. Those are the perfect games to play, like in those short amount of times. Like that's that's usually what I do. When I don't have a lot of time, it's either either baby game or Legos. But Legos are baby games too. So. I think so too, bro. Yeah, they, they fit yes. in our definition of baby games. I agree. And today, bro, we are actually going to talk about something that goes to the opposite side of baby games, right? Completely. But before completely. we jump into the actual game you're going to be talking about, let's talk about some breaking news, bro. Anything you want to yes. share with us? Oh, I mean, I really want to start with some, something I was in love with. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people unboxed the new DualSense. Oh, so the yeah. new controller. The oh, new controller from so PS5. Badly. It's insane. Like, my feeling is, because of course I did not touch one. I did not buy one because mm -hmm. they are not available yet. But my feeling is Sony put a gigantic effort in a lot of tiny details. And that's something yeah. I love. So for instance, when you look at the texture mm. of the of the controller, you can see all the little like cross, O's, square and mm -hmm. triangle. That's insane. I mean, exactly. it, they look gorgeous. They look gorgeous. What Absolutely. do you think, bro? Bro, I mean, I had the opportunity to take a look at the new um, Xbox controller next mm -hmm. to the to uh, the DualSense, right? So mm -hmm. the the new controller from PS5. Mm -hmm. Honestly, both of them look gorgeous to me in their own way. They're both gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. me being a Sony freak, of course, I paid more attention on DualSense, mm -hmm. and I have to say that what I mean combining the way the mm -hmm. control look. The way it is supposed to feel in your hands, because I think it, it's even more ergonomic and comfortable than the DualShock was. Oh, yeah. Plus all the new features. Mm -hmm. I think I can safely state that maybe they put more effort in developing their controller than their actual console. You know, because yes. of course the console is very powerful. We know about all these, the amazing graphics you're going to see. Excellent. Mm -hmm. But... Really, what is going to be the game changer, literally speaking here, is going to be the controller, bro. That's that's my feeling. I mean, we can talk about few feature a few features, but I'm I'm pretty sure that you know one of the reasons why they are making this huge effort in trying to tell us, look, if you're using the dual sense, you're gonna feel the game in a different way. They're they aren't kidding about it, you know. 
Yeah. You're supposed to have a new um, understanding of your environment using that mm -hmm. controller. Mm -hmm. And while also having new layers of interaction with your character. So I think mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to buy two. I want two right away. Two. Oh, yes. my God. Because then you can play with me. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> yes. One thing I loved is that Sony and, in my opinion, Sony and Microsoft did bo both did a great job for two opposite reasons. Xbox, they knew that the fans were in love with mm -hmm. the controller. So instead of like just rethinking the entire controller, what they did is to fine-tune some little things here and there, but they are keeping the controller as it is because a lot of gamers do love the Xbox controller. Yeah. So that's something on one side, and I respect that. That's, that's very smart of them. Mm -hmm. They don't want to have troubles with the player because like... It's always a big move when you change the controller because it's your it's your input with the game. Of course, you're seeing the game, but if your controller sucks, then it's not the same. What what Sony did is amazing mm -hmm. because they went from a great design, and the DualShock is a great design. I love the the DualShock controller, and they kept pretty much the same design for let's let's say 25 years now. Because like yeah. it's almost the same as on, on with the PS1. And something I like is that they realized that it was probably an old design that they had to revamp and do something about it. And the way they did it is very smart. So I, I watched a video recently where the guy was comparing the Xbox controller with the, the Series X controller mm -hmm. and uh, the DualSense. And the guy was saying, the Xbox controller is amazing, but hear me, hear me out here. It was like the DualSense is just in between the DualShock 4 and the Xbox Series X controller, meaning it will be amazing for tons of players. Some players have very big hands and mm -hmm. the DualShock 4 is probably too tiny for them. And I respect that. I think that Sony took a risk because changing the controller is usually like a big move. Oh yeah. But I think it's gonna pay off because this one has a lot of features, including haptic feedback and mm -hmm. plenty of other stuff. But I think it's gonna pay off and it might be, and that's my opinion, it might be the game changer between Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. Everyone thought about the exclusives, but right now what I'm seeing is that what if the controller is the next gen thing? Because the dual sense looks amazing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in love with it. Absolutely. I mean, I was already pretty much convinced from pretty much rumors, you know, because I know that Sony wasn't playing. They, they were mm -hmm. very specific and they said, you know, our control is going to be incredible. And yeah. they really weren't kidding, you know. And honestly, I love the idea of new hardware. You know, when I saw mm -hmm. the trailers of the Joy-Con, for Nintendo Switch, I was like, Jesus, they look so cool. I didn't know how well I would play with them. And honestly, mm -hmm. I have a whole lot of Joy-Cons and I don't use them very often. I actually use my Pro <laughs> Controller more often than, than the Joy-Con. Yes. But I mm -hmm. still think that they are extraordinary for a bunch of reasons. And so mm -hmm. I am all about new hardware. I love trying this stuff out. Mm -hmm. Don't think that people regret. So 
If you guys haven't seen it yet, there are a few videos on YouTube. We'll probably leave a few links as well in the mm -hmm. description of mm -hmm. this episode so that you yes. can take a look. And you know, mm -hmm. bro, we're still talking about next-gen consoles. Um, mm -hmm. I realize that there are a lot of people that are really mad out there because they realize that a bunch of Assassin's Creed games oh. won't be playable on PS5. I don't know exactly why or what happened, but from a library of over 4,000 games, PS4 games that are supposed to run really well in, uh, in the PS5 console, a bunch of Assassin's Creed games were left out. I, I honestly don't know why, but a lot of people are like, dudes, from all the franchises out there, really, Assassin's Creed. Kind of crazy, yeah. right? It is, and that's also the choice that Sony made to make a console from the ground up instead of like doing the same as Microsoft did. So Microsoft, what they did is to take the same architecture and they just updated everything mm -hmm. from end to end, but they, they kept the same architecture, meaning that for developers, you can develop on Xbox One. The game will only be smoother and better looking on Series X. Mm -hmm. which is incredible so and and sony they they did something else probably thinking about the next generation in advance knowing that they they need some let's say backwards compatibility from now on and so they had to change probably the architecture because the ps4 was amazing mm -hmm. but dramatically different from ps3 for instance and that's yeah. why we didn't have like any backwards compatibility between the both but right. between the two and so I'm wondering whether Sony had to make the call, whatever happened, it, they had to. They had mm -hmm. to follow an architecture that is more normal for PC or developers, I would say. And that's probably why they, they had to put some games on the side. At the same time, I, I read the list and the, the massive one is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And to be fully honest with you, it's definitely not my favorite one. You know, I'm a huge fan of Assassin's Creed. And let's say that if you say that Black Flag, for instance, won't be available on PS5, that's a big deal. Or saying that, I don't know, uh, Odyssey or Origins wouldn't be available on PS5, that would be a big, big deal. Syndicate, ah, not really. It's fine. I it's see. okay. I see. It's fine. Well, well, mm -hmm. at least apparently they're touching at a few titles that maybe aren't the most popular ones. So mm -hmm. this could be less of a problem. But mm -hmm. yeah, bro, I mean, I can't wait. They, they said, well, these 4,000-ish games are going to run really well. But they do mm -hmm. say that for some games, there will be limitations. There will be... Uh, the truth is, we still don't know exactly how they're going to run. And I think it's going to be based on every game. They're trying their best to have as much retro compatibility as they can. But mm -hmm. it's something that will only have the, the right answers. And the answers are going to be game specific when the console is out there. And we can start you know, to try our old games and see how they run. And bro, oh, sure. the yes. game we are going to discuss today is probably the first game I'm going to play on my PS5. That Ooh. I can tell you. Oh my god. Because you know, I want to relieve everything. the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, I know that we already mentioned briefly that we are going to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn today. <clears throat> the reason being 
it's going to be most likely I think it's already the most expected game for PS5 you know a lot it of is. people are saying that it is going to be the first contact you're gonna have with the dual sense as your controller because apparently you know the feeling of charging a bow and stuff like that's gonna be amazing and the graphics are extraordinary so we sort of want to bring this game up again you know tell people that didn't play yet uh play the game yet how extraordinary the game is right bro mm -hmm. for sure for me and if i have to look back at the ps4 and all the games i had on my ps4 i i'm thinking about one game mostly one game and that's incredible because I, I loved tons of games on my PS4. But if I had to think about one exclusive, one thing that would make me buy the PS4, that's definitely Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. That game is amazing. I'm mm -hmm. still playing it. I haven't finished it yet because, spoiler alert, and we'll talk about it later, it's a massive game. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is. <laughs> it but is the game is so worth it in so many, like for so many reasons, to be fully honest. And we wanted to discuss with you guys, our audience, about that game and what makes it a must-buy one if you have a PS4 or a PC. You have to play that game. You have to. Exactly. Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, I, I don't know if everyone out there is aware of the fact that this game is available. It is very mm -hmm. cheap to buy one right now, including the complete edition. So you're gonna have the DLC content as well. And mm -hmm. you know, we are getting close to big holidays, right? We are getting close to Thanksgiving, we're getting close to Christmas, and which usually means for us busy gamers, hopefully a little bit more time to play mm -hmm. a really big game and engage a little more. So I think for the sure. timing is actually pretty good to bring this game for discussion mm -hmm. because Guillaume and I are busy as F and we still found time <laughs> to play this game and we adore it. So the first thing you should know when we are talking about Horizon Zero Dawn is that this first game that we're talking about is extremely original and innovative so it's a mm -hmm. brand new franchise you know it was a sony exclusive but as guillaume said now you can also play this on pc we're going to talk about that a little later but mm -hmm. it is i believe something that demanded lots and lots of hours developing because the game is basically brand new you know and i i love talking about brand new games astral chain was an example of a brand new game that i love talking about horizon zero dawn is similar bro what do you think about how original this game is you've played a bunch of open world games you played a bunch of mm -hmm. pretty games so how original do you think horizon zero dawn is something i loved Usually, when, when I'm buying a game on PS4, uh, because I'm a completionist, I love playing open worlds, mm -hmm. like open world games. That's usually my go-to. I love open worlds because usually you can do whatever you want. Um, even though you might you should probably like take a path instead of another, but like still, the world is open to you. And that's great because I love discovering stuff. 
Mm-hmm. What is great with Horizon is that first, and by originality, I mean, it's, it's the, the storyline is very compelling. Yeah. So by it's very original because instead of like just going for something, because it's a post-apocalyptic game, and instead of going, for instance, for zombies, mm-hmm. okay, or something that we've seen everywhere, uh, defeating other humans or whatever because you're making a war, like you're in war or mm-hmm. whatever. What I love with that is that they took the technology into account and this time you're mostly fighting against machines. And that's wonderful because first, the machines are incredible. Oh, they the are. Design, the design is mind-blowing. Because, like, for me, when I think, just just think about designers that worked on Horizon Zero Dawn. The level of creation that you need to put into those machines, because we'll talk about the, the mechanics later, but when you tear down some parts of the machine, they had to think about a bunch of, like, bunch of stuff mm-hmm. on the machines. And the amount of design and creativity they put in the game is amazing. Plus, the world per se is not just an open world like you would do in GTA where you have a city or several cities and a big desert and that. It's not the case here. They are modeling different weather. Uh, You can be in the snow and you can be in the desert. You can, I mean, you can be in the big forest, kind of a jungle. It's amazing. It's mind-blowing. I, I have no words to describe Horizon, bro. What do you think? Exactly, bro. I mean, you guys can see that this game is a pretty serious thing to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when talking about what Guillaume just said, you know, the machines per se. So, I don't know you guys, but I always like to kill things in game when these things are not super... I don't know, it's not so easy to relate. So, for example... Killing humans in game, it's something mm-hmm. I can do. Zombies, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, these things already make the game a little darker than mm-hmm. a family game might be, you know? Yes. I'm not saying that you can actually play Horizon Zero Dawn in front of everyone. There are, you know, dark <laughs> spots here and there. Some of the machines are extremely scary and super aggressive. But the thing is, they are. I love the fact that we're talking about a post-apocalyptic world where basically technology took over and technology sort of fused with organic life, right? So mm-hmm. nothing in there is 100% machine, neither mm-hmm. 100% organic in terms of the machines mm-hmm. you're fighting. And you're going to see like, we have from, you know, birds and uh, reptiles and, you know, lots of mammals too. And the thing is, I'm going to give real examples for people to appreciate Mm -hmm. how the machines can behave and how well thought they were. Because, you know, sometimes you're going to find machines that look very much like horses. And yes, you can uh, ride them, depending on how advanced you are. But I'm not saying that the horses are completely inoffensive. They can actually beat the crap out of you, but they walk in packs and they are usually, you know... Uh, feeding on grass so the behavior of the machines change a lot depending on where they are bona fide preys or predators 
and we are also talking about you know t-rex alligators and those scare the crap out of you they don't happen everywhere but when they appear you're like jesus i have to run unless you're really powerful so when you're talking about the new mechanics and the new creatures this game is mind-blowing right bro it is and it is what about the weapons and the fighting mechanics for you because that's a big deal in this game it's a big deal because when we think about post-apocalyptic most of the time we are thinking about big guns and like you have to defend against zombies and so you have let's say an ak-47 and you try just to beat them all what they did with that game is incredible because they created new weapons that no one saw ever before mm -hmm. so brand new stuff very creative but at the same time very familiar so you can have bow and arrows and like the traditional ones um, but at the same time you have other weapons to let's say for instance the tripcaster is ah. one of the it's probably the one I enjoy the most because you mm -hmm. don't have to do a lot. You just put like an invisible line on the floor and then machines just trip over. And depending on the line you put, you can put an electric one, you can put like so a shock one, you can put, let's say, uh, an explosive one. You can do a bunch of stuff. But it's so creative that depending on the type of person or game of gamer you are, mm -hmm. you will play a drastically different game. And that's yes. something I love about Horizon 2. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible because all the weapons are very creative, as mm -hmm. I said, but at the same time, very familiar, meaning you won't be lost. The tutorials are great mm -hmm. to help you master those weapons. I mean, what is your favorite one, bro? And what do you think about weapons in that game? Oh, bro, let's see. I mean, I really like the one that you just, you know... So there is this big gun-ish that you hold. I don't even remember the name oh. anymore. But you basically shoot creatures with it. And then you shoot again on the floor. And you start, you know, to mm -hmm. get them stuck to the floor. It's and the, the Ropecaster. The Ropecaster. There you go. The Ropecaster. That's uh -huh. the one. It, mm -hmm. That one is my favorite. Because, I mean... It's awesome. It's so creative, you know, you and, and the truth is you have pretty small machines that you can defeat very easily and you have mm -hmm. other ones that you can either go bananas and just say I'm going to fight them and die 150 times, totally fine, mm -hmm. eventually you're going to get the mechanics and kill them. But I try to be the stealthy, smart kind of character, the one that mm -hmm. would learn the machine behavior, the one that would know which weapon to use and if I want to engage in a fight or not because sometimes I just don't want to I just want to you know continue yeah. with my life and For let sure. them be so mm -hmm. I mean bro the new weapons are extraordinary and we have to say one thing that I love about this game right away is that we have a female character okay so oh, yeah. we're talking mm -hmm. about Aloy she's a female character she is in my opinion a teenage in this game she is mm -hmm. so uh that per se makes you think that you're like a girl fighting huge machines mm -hmm. in other words don't be a fool don't fight every machine in front of you it's not like you are the hulk you know i think the game is already <laughs> telling you like be smart mm -hmm. uh, aloy is extremely smart she's a 
-hmm. an extraordinary character. So mm -hmm. I love when the game pretty much gives me the context. And in this game, I felt like Aloy and was like, I'm going to be a very smart, very mm -hmm. strategic Aloy. I'm Same. not going to engage in fights I don't want to. I am not going to overexpose myself. Mm -hmm. And that worked wonderfully. So yes. I don't know if you guys that are, you know, here with us live today already played this game. And if you like Aloy um, or not, but I'm very curious because she is one of my favorite characters from this, you know, new games. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree. And at the same time, what I like with that game too is that Aloy evolves throughout the game. Meaning that at one point, when you go back to, let's say, your first lands, so where you were at the very beginning, you can engage and just destroy all the beasts or the machines very easily, because that's how it is. And that's something I, I love too, is that, that that game is highly complex, but at the same time, it's an open world, the thing is the way it should be. Meaning that if you don't want to engage, no one will follow you for, let's say, 10 kilometers just to try to defeat you. Mm -hmm. You can choose not to engage. You can choose to go from like one spot on the map to the other at the, on the other part of the map without being so much in trouble and discovering the world per se. That's, that's really what I mean by open world. Because sometimes, and I remember that from Zelda, sometimes it was not boring, but you knew you had to engage. You know what I mean with the mm. bokoblings? And sometimes you feel like you are the main character on the map. And it can be boring, meaning that sometimes you just don't want to engage and you just want to go from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you have to because all the enemies are so mad at you all the time <laughs> that I feel like the, the granulometry that they put into Horizon is slightly better meaning that they if you don't engage and you really want to just go away they will let you go away yeah and that's something i love too about that game exactly it's, it's a true open world yeah exactly and i mean you're going to find that the the environment they created in the game allows you to be a badass and you know just mm -hmm. fight everyone you see in front of you or be extremely smite, smart and stealthy and just, you know, avoid as much as you can. Or yes. just wait until you're in a higher level before you start, you know, fighting sure. everyone. So that's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. And bro, when you're yes. talking about Aloy, yes. it is actually very cute because you will start. So that the storyline starts when she is literally a tiny kid, right? Yes. An adorable little kid. Mm -hmm. that was adopted and has a very mysterious origin so i'm not going to mm -hmm. spoil the storyline because that's no. actually really great but mm -hmm. um you basically see her evolving growing up right bro mm -hmm. and of mm -hmm. course for us gamers that also mean a skill tree right which is pretty complex yes. which can be a little intimidating again we are not talking about a baby game here that's the no opposite of a baby game you know we're talking about opposite. a game that allows you to do a shit ton of stuff so one of them is to choose what sort of skills you want and mm -hmm. i know for a fact that sometimes you open a skill tree in a game and i already go jesus this game is going to be difficult 
I remember feeling something like this when I saw all the stuff she could learn. So, bro, what is your opinion on how she evolves and the skill tree per se? So, for me, what I think is that, and you said it pretty correctly uh, a few minutes ago, Eloy is, at, this, at the very beginning, I'm not going to say weak because she's very smart and she you can tell that she can defeat beasts mm -hmm. but you have to think about it so i invested a lot into the stealth mode meaning i wanted to be very quiet and i don't exactly remember the the path on the tree that is named for that but i was going for the stealth mode what about you yes exactly same mm -hmm. thing i mean from the very beginning from the training that your father gives to you Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the game you yes. realize mm -hmm. that the father is a very wise man he is. and he's basically saying don't be an idiot you know oh yeah fight if you have to shoot from you know a big distance so people cannot track you i think the game is inducing you to be a clever aloy mm -hmm. which doesn't necessarily oh, mean that to. you can't be an extraordinary fighter I mean, you, you're gonna find these people who can beat all machines very easily mm -hmm. on the super hard mode. I'm not saying that it's impossible, yes. but mm -hmm. the game was pretty much telling me, be smart, be clever. So yes, mm -hmm. it's stealthy, bro, for sure. Stealthy, you, you have to. And at the same time, what I love uh, with that game, as you just said, at one point you will be, if you want to invest your time in side quests and stuff like that, because that's a huge part of the game as well. The storyline is very compelling, but we won't say too much I think we said a lot already, but we don't want to say too much because we don't want to spoil you guys because you should definitely enjoy this game to the fullest. Mm -hmm. But what I like with side quests too is that you can, for instance, invest your time in being a good hunter for the lodge, for instance. And so you will have to hunt down machines and collect some collectibles here and there. And that's something I enjoy a lot. And that's, that's adding a lot to the storyline, meaning that that game is incredible because it's pretty deep as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm a completionist and I realized that this game should not just be finished for the storyline, but you should try to engage a bit more with the game and with the characters in game. Because sometimes the side quests are pretty much as amazing as the main quests. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Like you will discover tiny little stories here and there. Mm -hmm. And that game is, is, it's just mind blowing. And a lot of it is probably because of Eloy personality. She's, yeah, she's probably one of the characters I love the most in all the video games I've ever played. Exactly. She's amazing. She's, she's so amazing. brave. She's so smart. Mm -hmm. And she is like the perfect balance between an extraordinarily brave and, mm -hmm. you know, fearless woman. And at the same time, mm -hmm. she has this vivid curiosity to know what yes. happened and who she is mm -hmm. and what is her purpose. And I love that. It's just so engaging. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we will actually give a few tips and tricks for people who want to play this game but you know are a little intimidated by how complex the game might be or feel like mm -hmm. especially the mm -hmm. beginning but one of the things i want to say is there were friends of mine who knew i played this game before and really liked it 
and they mm-hmm. had the following question they they this particular friend i'm talking about played um the witcher 3 mm-hmm. um and he loves the fact that with Geralt of rivia depending on what you decide to say or do or negotiate or whatever you're gonna change the outcome of the storyline 100 percent i think that although this game has a a bunch of amazing features that's not one of them uh Mm -hmm. so if you're wondering how much personality you can give to aloy i'm gonna say very little there will Mm -hmm. be some responses that you can give for some dialogues I don't know in your opinion, bro, but in my opinion, the outcomes were actually very similar. I didn't feel like I was in completely power in terms of who I want her to be. Yeah, I I agree. I think that the dialogues, the way they put it in game was more of a, do you want to learn more? But not of a, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's fine because i respect having a very strong storyline and they wanted the story to be as it is mm-hmm. that's fine but it's very strange somehow that sometimes you're given some choices and you just realize that you'll just learn more about this aspect or this one but you don't have a choice per se exactly. because in the end you will have to choose the main choice and you don't have a choice mm-hmm. so sometimes i feel bored when I'm inside those dialogues because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to learn so much more. And in the end, you don't. So no. if you don't want to lose so much time, just try to go for the one that will finish the dialogue and just go for your side quest or main quest. Yeah, that's true, bro. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So if there is one thing that I expect to change in the new game, and we're going to talk about the new game that is coming, uh, that'll be one of them. I mean, you know, yes. it's going to be extraordinary to get to really choose Aloy's fate, especially for the new game when she's actually a grown woman. And I think she's going to be a real badass, a woman of very strong personality. And I would love to be more in charge of, do I want to be mm. a more sensitive and kind Aloy or I want to be this really badass like pay me and I'm going to do it or not I would love to have this opportunity so hopefully it's going to be something new in the new game so for this one I would say maybe this is like one flaw if I can say that yeah at the same time bro if you think about it the skill tree is here to develop Aloy personality meaning that if you want to go directly for the beasts or Mm -hmm. you want to control them all because you don't have to be stealthy. What you could do is to have like more, uh, I don't know, like power over the beasts and stuff yeah. like that. You can definitely change uh, your game. But in the end, that's very true. You won't change the storyline. So you can change the way you will uh, finish your quests and probably engage more and be less stealthy. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you're very right. Like you won't change the storyline at all. But at the same time, I don't think they will change a lot in Horizon Forbidden West. I think they have a strong storyline again. Mm-hmm. And I would be very happy to see that they give some choices for you to make to change mm-hmm. the end. But I kind of doubt it. Yeah. I yeah. would love to. We, we will see about that. I know we'll this see. is not easy to implement. It is actually really difficult to do. But mm-hmm. uh, it's something that we will find out. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of 
actually two things that I think we should explore because I think our audience will want to know a little bit more about is the open world per se. Mm -hmm. What can we say about the open world? Because, you know, things change depending on where you are, but not dramatically, in my opinion. And the second thing I want to briefly talk about side quests, because that's another thing that people usually get lost. They are, you know, thrown in an open world and they see all these question marks and blah, blah, blah on their map and they go, what should I do now? You know, so mm -hmm. don't freak out. Let's, you know, bro, first talk a little bit about the open world. So mm -hmm. from Horizon Zero Dawn, my opinion on the open world is the following. First of all, it's absolutely gorgeous. There is nothing yes. I can say about how pretty and complex it looks. It's just gorgeous. A wonderful yes. game. I, I play this game now on my PS4 Pro and the oh. quality of the graphics is just mind-blowing. It's just mind-blowing. Uh, and then, what I can tell about you know, depending on where you are in the open world, yes, you're going to have places where it looks like, you know, complete jungle, like Amazon forest or, you know, some really nice place in Africa. And then you can mm -hmm. go from there to a desert and from mm -hmm. there to, I don't know, uh, places where the civilization used to be. So it's going to be more like concrete post-apocalyptic like. Mm -hmm. What I can tell you for sure that is going to change depending on where you are are the creatures that you're going to fight. Oh. So that I remember very specifically. For example, if there is water nearby, your chances of finding an alligator, for example, are higher. And those are the things that I really like because they make sense. They're intelligent and it, mm -hmm. it gets you a little bit more aware of the mm -hmm. things you might find. Uh, mm -hmm. On the other hand, remember when Link is cold, when there is no... Or when he's burning hot when he's close to a volcano, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is not a thing, right, bro? So, and in your opinion, how deep do they go in terms of you know Aloy and the environment? I'm gonna like we are mentioning a lot Breath of the Wild today, but I want to make a comparison with another game I completely loved, mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm -hmm. so Red Dead Redemption Two is probably one of the biggest map ever, uh, with a lot of different weather as well. And just like Breath of the Wild, the weather was playing a major role on you. Meaning that if you go to, I don't know, the mountains and you want to defeat a beast there, you have to wear like very, not fancy clothes, but like something very uh, thick so that uh -huh. you're not affected by the cold weather. So that's something I loved uh, in Red Dead Redemption, but at the same time, I kind of respect the choice that uh, developers made for Horizon, meaning that you have so many things to do in game, that considering the weather on top of everything would make the game so much more complex. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I prefer just enjoying the game, thinking, like knowing that I have to don't have to think about the weather. because. It's a tr like she's most of the time wearing a tribal wear, mm -hmm. and of course you can change the her outfit and stuff like that later on in the game. But she knows snow, and she was wearing this tribal outfit when she was a young girl and everything. So I I see more of Aloy being 
accustomed to the bad weather mm -hmm. or and she doesn't care you know she's just a tough girl and she doesn't care so the weather is not a big problem for mm -hmm. her that's my way of thinking about it but i agree let's say maybe in forbidden west they will implement something like the weather affecting you and maybe you will have more choices regarding the outfit because right there it's more regarding battles it's not regarding yeah changing weathers or whether you're in the desert desert and you have to change your outfit regarding the weather mm -hmm. that that's fine but i would say that for sure some games are playing the open world and environment game better yeah yeah exactly i mean i agree with you 100 you can you can always say you know what doesn't really matter much how she's what she's wearing because you know mm -hmm. she was born and raised in a very challenging environment so she's ready for it um, she is i would love to have more effect on how i play or how i fight the machines depending on the weather you know mm -hmm. that is something i would really appreciate so if mm -hmm. I if I could use more of the environment okay. to play, I would like it mm -hmm. even more. So I'll, I'm going to give an example. If I could use the electric tripcaster mm. in a storm, and by doing so, there would be more stunning in the machine. Mm -hmm. I would be like, ooh, that's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? That makes so, sense. Just like in Pokemon, when you're like playing in uh, bad weather and your water Pokemon will be better because it's raining. and Yeah, th yeah. that would make total sense. Exactly. That would make total sense. I was not thinking a lot about the outfit, but now that you're telling me about the effect of weapons, for instance, yeah, like that would make, that would be mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. That would change the game because your strategy would be drastically different. Because what I realized, and you're very right, is that I, I tend not to notice the weather for the weather. I'm just looking at the weather because it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. But I tend just to play the same way all the time mm -hmm. or differently regarding the beasts and the machine. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. And maybe the weather will add some complexity to the game. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would yeah. be a very nice addition exactly bro i mean i know that not very many games do that but because the environment is so freaking rich mm -hmm. and when i saw the trailers i was like jesus they they really paid attention to every single detail i thought there would be a little bit more environment aloy and fights yeah. maybe for the see. next game again i'm not sure probably we'll see about that mm -hmm. but bro i mean again it's gorgeous. I don't think that it's a major problem. She, you, you can already use a lot of strategy the way it is. You so can. You can. I guess we could go ahead and start to say, you know, if you really want to play this game for the first time or if you want to play again but enjoy it a little bit more, let's talk mm -hmm. about a few things that we learned that we can share with our audience that won't be spoilers, guys. So I'm not saying that, oh, you should follow this path because it's easier. No. It's more like advice, you know, if you want to have a, if you want to have a better experience, gaming experience. <laughs> so we should probably start saying and we said it before, it's a massive game. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely massive. It's the opposite of the definition of a baby game, meaning mm -hmm. that you will have to invest quite some hours the first time you play 
because the mechanics, although not very difficult when you know them and the way of fighting and so on, you will be, you will have to spend a few hours here and there to really get accustomed to the new world because mm -hmm. that's a that's a deeply new environment and new way of fighting. That's the way I, I felt when I played, let's say, my first session in game was probably over three, four hours. So I had a big block there. Mm -hmm. And I realized that after three, four hours, first, I was still at the very beginning. <laughs> that was yeah. somehow depressing. But at the same time, what, I'd, what it felt like is that, oh man, I still suck at this and the machines do not seem very like strong and, and good at what they are doing, but I still suck. But here today we'll give a few tricks here and there mm -hmm. because this game, although very massive, if you really want to invest mainly in the like, main quests and the main story storyline, you can definitely like... Uh, defeat it, let's say, or finish the game within a month or two, if you can invest like a few hours per week. What do mm -hmm. you think, bro? I would say so, yeah. Especially if you don't mm -hmm. go for the most difficult level. Yes. I, I mm -hmm. think it's very doable. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. And what would be your first advice, knowing that the game is so massive? Okay, so I think that the tutorials at the very beginning of the game have to be taken seriously. So what I remember very well is that when I got the game, I was so mm -hmm. excited about, you know, playing it just for a little bit, just to see how it looks like. And because of that, I don't think that I necessarily fully enjoyed and used the tutorials at the very beginning, because at the very beginning, your father is literally teaching you how to hunt. So. It is very mm -hmm. important that you pay attention to that part. Mm -hmm. And I think I played it a little too fast. And and then when I got back in the game again, let's say a week after, I was completely lost. So I decided to just start over. So I okay. have to say, if if there is the first thing I, I would say is you just got the game and you have like 20 minutes to play. Unfortunately, I'm going to say, even though you're probably very curious and very hype about playing it, Try to find a, you know, at least an hour mm -hmm. to play it when you're fully committed mm -hmm. so that you can actually remember the first things they will teach you mm -hmm. because they will make all the difference throughout the whole game. So pay attention to the first tutorials. That's like my first advice for sure, bro. Um, and then there is this one thing that you just said, and I completely relate to that is... Even though I spend a reasonable amount of time playing the game at first, and here I'm mm -hmm. going to make an, an example or a, a parallel with another game that I absolutely love, which is God of War. Oh. When I played mm -hmm. God of War for, let's say, two hours, you are Kratos. Kratos is a badass by definition. He is a demigod and it's the fourth game in the series, so he is mm -hmm. supposed to be a beast. So, yes. a few hours in the game, you already feel like you're a badass. It doesn't mean that you can yes. fight everything that is seen in front of you. You are going to die a few times, but I agree with you 100%. I was playing the game for a few hours and I was like, geez, I suck at it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I guess that people should have this in mind. It's not supposed mm -hmm. to be a 
very easy game per se. So don't feel frustrated if you die too often. It's probably because you're engaging too much too, you know? For sure. You're going For to sure. start with like a spear and a bow and arrow. Again, you're fighting huge machines. Imagine yourself in that position. It's probably not the, the smartest idea to just, you know, engage in every single beast you see. So be patient, especially at the beginning, and you're going to have a way better gaming experience, way less frustrating. Right, bro. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Uh, another thing that I'm, I'm going to mention as second advice is talk to the merchants because investing your money in that game, I know that a lot of games are, they have the merchant thing where you can mm -hmm. trade your stuff and whatever, but it's, it's not changing dramatically your game. For Ryzen, it's far the opposite. Meaning that if you don't buy new weapons, regularly on new outfits because some of them you will find them some of them you will buy them mm -hmm. if you don't invest your money regularly you will feel like you suck but if you invest your money in game your game will be dramatically different mm -hmm. we, we we talked about the trip caster the rope caster so some of them you will get them in quests or side quests but for some of them you will have to invest your money to get the good ones yeah. Meaning with like different powers or different arrows or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Please invest your money in weapons and in outfits because it will change your game dramatically. Dramatically. That's Excellent, my opinion. Bro. And I remember the first 10 hours probably of me playing because I, I'm used to Assassin's Creed, for instance, where, where you can loot your enemies and get your stuff get new stuff from enemies it's not the case in that game you can find collectibles and stuff that will power up your weapons mm -hmm. but you will rarely found find new stuff on machines or on like humans that you defeat you will have to buy your weapons most of the time so exactly. please do it because it will change your game exactly think about it you're Worst enemies in this game is technology. You know, they took mm -hmm. over, they fucked us. So if you don't invest on your own weapons, you're going to get outdated. And then it's like having a really old PC and trying to be fancy about what you do. It's not going to work. Uh, the, the idea here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like having the, the first iPhone and sending an, um, uh, I don't know, an email. And you're like, oh, exactly. It's slow. <laughs> exactly, bro. So go to Apple Store. Uh, I mean, go to your merch. <laughs> yeah, Buy that, the iPhone 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good advice, bro. Um, and here's one thing. I know people are going to get really intimidated about the uh, skill tree. People mm -hmm. always go crazy about the skill trees because everything mm -hmm. looks important. Everything mm -hmm. looks like you should, you know, prioritize. But mm -hmm. it is not the case, in my opinion. So, mm -hmm. here's another thing I wish I knew when I started playing this game right away. You got XP points. In my yes. opinion, you should invest on those skills that are going to give you what it's called focus. In mm -hmm. other words, it's when Aloy concentrates and time slows down a little bit. Because, you know, that is going to make you feel like a badass. When you start to give, you know, headshots or you find the weak spots in mm -hmm. the machines mm -hmm. and, and you have actual time, 
to use that knowledge, um, just do it. You know, you have to okay. do it. It changes the game completely. So mm -hmm. it was one of the things I was like, okay, now I actually feel like I, I'm doing something good in this game when I started to use this uh, focus or ego wise. So mm -hmm. extremely important to consider that maybe as one of the first things you're going to upgrade yeah. for Aloy. Right, bro? Mm -hmm. And not, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was, it's not fully related, but something that people might not do because they don't have plenty of time, especially because the map is gigantic. What I would still do, of course, regarding your level and your powers and your weapons, but I would still uh, unlock the, the tall necks meaning that it's going to reveal your map or a portion of your map every time Very you important. unlock a, a tall neck. Because if you don't, first, a tall neck will help you see which zones have which machines. Mm -hmm. And that's fairly important. Oh, yeah. Second, you will... Right? It's, 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 it's really cool. Second, something that I love with the tall necks is that you will be able to see everything that is on this portion of the map. And that's change, that changed my game because sometimes you want to go from point A to point B and you want to fast travel. It's better just to see where you're going. So unlock the tall necks or free them. So what you want to do is to control them with your spear. But just do that. That's a very good investment. Sometimes it's, it's worth it investing, let's say, 30 minutes unlocking a tall neck definitely worth it what do you think bro bro can you hear me i'm sorry i think i'm having some technical difficulties here can you hear me hello <laughs> you're back can you hear me bro yes am i yeah oh okay i'm sorry technical difficulties <laughs> i don't know what happened um, it's on discord it's not on you it's fine so what i just said uh -huh. is that the tall necks will change your game because unlocking small small portions of the map will help so much because you will you will be able whenever you fast travel from point a to point b to see where you're going and second you'll be able to see where the machines are on this portion of the map and that's very valuable so please invest your 30 minutes or so unlocking those tall necks because it will change your game excellent advice bro i mean I don't know you guys, but I remember every time I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and I saw one of the towers and sometimes they are pretty much impossible to reach mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. you have a given skill or something. And I was like, I can't wait to uncover this part of the map. I love seeing the whole picture. That really helps a lot to strategizing. So excellent advice. I second you on that. And guys, mm -hmm. we, are, we are constantly talking about, you know, being is smart when playing this particular game. This game requires you being smart. So if there is another thing I can say, and I know that sometimes it can be a little 
Maybe not what you expect when you're playing a game, but again, mm -hmm. I did this and I ended up enjoying the game way more, was to sometimes just sit down and observe a given machine. How do they behave? How do they walk? Mm. Take a look at the parts they have yes. on their body, because sometimes oh. you just look at them and you're like, Jesus, that thing on their back looks just like a machine gun. You know? So do you really want... So what I'm saying is observe them. They mm -hmm. have weak spots. Mm -hmm. They can be predictable depending on what they're doing. For sure. There are many things you can do if you just spend, let's say, I don't know, two minutes observing mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So you know, you are hunting in a jungle, observe them. And I mean... Some people might say, well, if I can just, you know, walk around and let them be, why would I waste my time observing them and learning how to defeat them? Well, it turns out that obviously if you do engage in a battle and you win, there will be some reward. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you would not fight anyone. So yes. in this case, although Guillaume very well said, it's not like you're going to find guns and stuff that you can use like that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you will have a lot of resources from the machines. Mm. Oh, and the bigger, the more dangerous, the more scary the machines, usually the better because the rewards they give. Yes. So eventually mm -hmm. you're going to have to fight. Some main missions are going to require you to fight. So mm -hmm. in those particular cases, you need resources or you have to defeat this machine because of whatever learn from them first believe me not only you're going to see how much effort it was put in developing them but mm -hmm. also you're going to be like i'm really clever because i saw what was going to happen and i used this mm -hmm. and i defeated it without dying so i i love the idea of just you know observing for a little bit right bro i i agree and my next advice uh is really like i can relate with what you just said because at some point you will realize that those beasts and those machines are way too strong for you so my advice would be just go away it's not your moment you don't have the the weapon or the level to defeat them and mm -hmm. that's fine that's that's how the game is another thing that you might do and i remember doing this for quite some machines actually sometimes you just don't understand so even even if you look at the machine and you try to understand the parts and so on and so forth, sometimes you should invest some time on Google or YouTube just to understand how pro gamers are defeating those. I remember having like a lot of struggle with uh, what is called a stalker mm -hmm. in game because no. it's invisible. And the first time I was like, I don't understand. Okay, it's sensitive. I think it's sensitive to shock or mm -hmm. something like that. But I was like, I just don't get it. I was trying with my Tripcaster and so on and so forth. And then I was watching this video where the guy said, you know what, just use that weapon, throw a bunch of arrows, if I remember correctly, here it will work like a charm. I was like, oh my God. I tried and after five minutes, I got the beast. I, I defeated the machine. So sometimes, especially if you don't have a lot of time just mm -hmm. to discover everything by yourself, please do invest some time 
doing your homework, Googling whenever you're not playing. Sometimes it's super easy when you don't have a session to play. Just go on Google and or YouTube and watch a bunch of videos on how to defeat a, a stalker or an alligator. Because it's it's not so complicated if you know how to do it. Yeah. But just realizing how you should defeat the beast might take hours. Exactly. Because it's very it's it's a complex game, mm-hmm. but so rewarding because when you get that beast for the first time you're like oh my god that's like scoring a goal during the world cup it's amazing (laughs) exactly that's exactly how it feels so i mean i particularly saying like i don't like to spend three hours in a game just trying to figure out how to destroy a machine it is Mm -hmm. not my thing so if it's Mm -hmm. not your thing either our listeners do your homework, much better experience, that's for sure. So, mm-hmm. with all of this in mind, and after highlighting all the amazing aspects of this game, I have to say that this is one of the IGN scores I disagree the most. Okay? I Shame love on them. and Shame. respect their work sometimes, Shame. but for this one, I was like, I don't know what you guys have in mind to give that score to this game. So IGN gave a 9.3 for this game. A 9.3, which I think in their score is either great, I think it's great or amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, But I mean, I honestly don't know what were the major flaws for them in order to take a 0.7 score Mm -hmm. from the game. I'm not saying that 9.3 is a bad score. But what I'm saying is that this game, in my opinion, is a freaking masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And in our Mm -hmm. scoring system from no shots of coffee, not worth your time, to five shots of espresso, so you're not going to sleep, but you will play, I say take all five and play it shakily if necessary but play it <laughs> that's my score for the game bro what's your score i'm with you it's a shame and i'm weighing my words it's a shame and that ign gave 9.3 because it's so innovative mm-hmm. so new so deep so complex that this game deserves the masterpiece. Even if you have some flows here and there, mm-hmm. we, we talked about the weather and like some little things, but still your experience in game, like the, the way you will play and like it, it's definitely a masterpiece. So I'm with you there, it's five cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. If I have to compare it to Breath of the Wild, I'm gonna say very different because again, the consoles are so different Mm-hmm. that I, I cannot really say that I, I could not compare it, compare them to be fully honest but one is amazing because I love Zelda also but to be fully honest yeah I, I'm putting it very close to Breath of the Wild probably just yeah. below because Breath of the Wild was I mean still is the best game ever made like it's it's incredible but Horizon is very, very close. Exactly. Very, very close. Yeah, I love when people ask us to compare it to Breath of the Wild because, you know, it, it sort of became our, you know, highest standard. And we do this uh, comparison a few times. And here it's 
I would say if if you have to choose one game to play forever, you know, there is only one game. It in my case it would still be Breath of the Wild. But again, guys, it's a game that deserves five shots. And believe me, if you start to play, you'll understand why and you will not regret it. So Oof. extraordinary game. And extraordinary. We have to say that one of the reasons why we decided to talk about Horizon now is because the the new console is coming. So Sony is going to release the PS5. And as I told you guys, I am very much looking forward to playing mm -hmm. the follow-up of this game, which is going to be Horizon Dawn. Horizon, I think it's going to call Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Forbidden, Forbidden West. West. And so... Yes. Guys, I don't know if you have if you had the opportunity to take a look at the trailer for this new game on YouTube. If you haven't, it is your homework right now oh. to open YouTube and take a look at it because you're you're going to be mind blown. Bro, oh. your impressions on Forbidden West. I'm so sad. And I'm not sad because the game looks bad. I'm sad because I'm not getting a PS5. I will get I will get Forbidden West on my PS4 because it will be released on PS4 as well. Mm -hmm. But I know that I won't enjoy the top-notch graphics. Mm. But the game is supposed to be the same between both consoles. I won't I won't have the same graphics as you will mm -hmm. on your PS5 one day, but I know that Forbidden West will be amazing on my PS4. I'm super excited because I think they are taking Horizon to another level. And just looking at the trailer, and we discussed about that uh, in the past, like just the two of us, mm -hmm. but the trailer is much more complex than what it think it, it, it looks. Like it's very, like it's giving a lot of hints here and there showing the complexity of like what is going to be Forbidden West. What do you think, bro? Are you excited? Ah, uh, seriously, guys. I mean, it's very difficult to make a impressive follow-up when you basically created a new game from scratch that is so successful, like Horizon mm -hmm. Zero Dawn. So I know it is not an easy task, I can only mm -hmm. imagine how much time and how many people were involved in developing the second game. Mm -hmm. But the trailer, and, and again, the trailer is more of a introductory trailer, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because you don't see mm -hmm. much of a gameplay. It's mm -hmm. more about probably like some images on the, that will be shown during the storyline or some events. And it's more like, guys, take a look at what we are proposing. And... Mm -hmm. But the, the cool thing is that if you are a incredible nerd like me, you're going to watch the game, the, the trailer a few times and you start to extract information. So yes, a few things that I can say that I already realized. More beasts. So even oh. more things for you to interact with and kill. Second thing, we are talking about a more grown-up Aloy. And I can't wait to see what this woman can do because as a teenager, she's already like extraordinary. So I mean, she is. I am expecting an extremely complex, very mature 
very skilled Aloy, and I think that's going to be freaking awesome. Another thing, we just spoke a little bit about the environment in the game, and for the new game, Aloy can actually dive into the water. You know, if there is one thing that you don't do in the first game is to dive. You can swim. I remember swimming mm -hmm. a few times here and there. But now, what you can see from the trailer is that she's swimming. By the way, next to a gigantic alligator. So you definitely don't want to mess up with him. But you're like swimming. Mm -hmm. And what you can see in the background is that... She, start, she started to find more buildings, more things that the old civil, civilization left behind. And mm -hmm. I do believe that these spots are going to be places that you can explore, get resources from, maybe even weapons. And I am very much looking forward to that, bro. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, it's, it, it's amazing. So when she was diving, I remember that part. And I watched a video that tried to show all of the details mm -hmm. and to be fully honest with you when i realized that some buildings were um, places that you can find for instance in san francisco i was like okay i have to stop now because yeah. i'm speculating and that's not something you should do about a game you're looking forward <laughs> to play because speculation sometimes you have very high expectations mm -hmm. and you might not get what you want but i'm with you I think that first, going underwater will definitely change the game, change the mechanics, uh, change the way you will go towards beasts. Um, I'm, I'm very excited, to be fully honest, and I liked that they did not show the gameplay, because sometimes I can feel disappointed, because mm -hmm. they are not like r fully ready with the game, and so the gameplay might feel bad, but it's not. With mm -hmm. the final version, you're like, oh my god, it's mind-blowing. So I prefer them showing just a trailer. And yeah, to be honest, the trailer is amazing. I, and I do think deep inside that it was probably this trailer that made uh, Microsoft change the, the deadline or the release date of Halo. Because they realized that their masterpiece on their console was not ready mm -hmm. and was not at the same level uh that like then horizon forbidden mm -hmm. west forbidden west looks gorgeous of course still not gameplay so we don't know whether the in-game experience will be gorgeous too but i'm expecting the game to be mind-blowing yeah it will be great mm -hmm. exactly bro i mean my expectations were very high already because i mm -hmm. knew that there would be a follow-up mm -hmm. uh and the DLC content is great, but it's not necessarily a follow-up for Horizon Zero Dawn. But mm -hmm. this game, after I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, they are taking this really seriously. And mm -hmm. again, I am very excited about using the dual sense to play this game. Because I think mm -hmm. it's going to be very different for us, who can actually, if there are, you know, consoles available for us to buy one day, and the controller, I would love to mm -hmm. play it with the DualSense and see how it feels. So, bro, really high expectations. You guys, check it out. If you haven't seen the trailer mm -hmm. yet, go check it out. I know we not we don't necessarily have the money to buy the new console, so it's going to be a lot of like, you know, oh, I really want it, but I don't know when I can mm -hmm. get it. Even mm -hmm. if it's to give you inspiration to save more money, mm -hmm. I think it deserves your attention. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a good choice that Sony made, but it's the same for Microsoft to have those games being released on, yeah, the, oh my God. Thank you for the image on the live chat. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's mind blowing. Something that I, I'm really looking forward to is that for once, Sony and Microsoft realized that not all of the, uh, not all of us can upgrade to the new next gen console. And releasing all those games on two different platforms at the same time, I'm not saying it's brand new because they did the same for PS3 and PS4, but I feel like it's it feels normal for them just to do it. And you can upgrade for free later on mm -hmm. if you want to get a PS5. So I'm just going to try to enjoy that game on my PS4. I don't have a PS4 Pro, so I won't get the 1440p experience only the 1080p but at the same time with this game and i enjoy Bre uh, not breath of the wild zero down so much with the graphics that i have on my ps4 that i think i'm gonna enjoy at the same level forbidden west mm -hmm. like so I i'm fine not getting a ps5 day one and i will probably not get a ps5 unless yeah. the series x sucks mm -hmm. we'll see but I don't think I will get a PS5 because I want to try something new. But for sure, all those exclusives, and I'm not mentioning God of War, I'm not mentioning Spider-Man, but just Horizon will make people buy the PS5. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I want to say publicly here how much I respect Sony for respecting mm -hmm. us people mm -hmm. who don't necessarily have 500 bucks you know just sitting in their in mm -hmm. their account and waiting to get the next gen console it would be mm -hmm. very sad if you saw you know people playing all these new games and you have a ps4 pro in your home and you cannot even use it to play the new games so mm -hmm. sony thinks that's actually highly appreciated by us gamers and customers it's it, i think it's a sign of respect and mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I like Sony so much as a company, too, is that they wouldn't, you know, say, oh, if you don't buy my new console, screw you. I, I think that's really cool. Of course, there will be a transition. We don't know when it's, gonna, when it's going to happen, but it is very nice that they're giving us this option. So really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Bro, I don't think we have actually decided what's coming next. We, um, don't, we so... don't know what to do next. <laughs> So we'll do nothing, okay? We'll be there, hanging we'll out. Dance, we'll dance in front of... I, we'll mean, I know it's a podcast, so you won't see, but believe it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely come up with something really nice for the next yeah. episode. Uh, Among yeah. Us. Okay, we should try Among Us. Yeah. And th that's a good idea. And mm -hmm. we respect that because you guys are asking for that game for a long time now. Yeah. So we should definitely try to do a little, probably short episode on Among Us because it's not a big game. I know that everyone is playing it, but it's not a very big game. But we can definitely talk about it. And if you guys have questions or stuff that you want to mention during the podcast, you can use hashtag AskGameBros on Twitter or even the AskGameBros that we have on our Discord server. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good idea because we are just, we don't know anything about Among Us. I know that a lot of people are playing it, but to be fully honest with you, it's going to be probably our first time playing, Yeah, both of us. 
But yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I want to understand why people are playing it. Uh, I'm, so. I'm exactly. I mean, I'm gonna take a mm -hmm. look at it for sure. It is mm -hmm. a definitely really cool idea. And again, we love good ideas. You guys help yes. us a lot making this, mm -hmm. you know, episodes more entertaining and better. So in our Discord, you can, you know, literally bombard us with a bunch of titles, a bunch of games or consoles or controllers. I don't know if you guys want to talk about hardware or not, or, but don't hesitate in letting us know because that mm -hmm. really helps us. You know, we already have an arsenal of ideas, but, you know, feeling things according to what people want to hear is mm -hmm. always a good idea for us. And, and we really appreciate the help. Right, bro? Yes. Oh, no. And among us at first, I was like, should we do an episode? But I know that everyone is pushing for it. So I guess it's a very good idea. And we like this kind of community driven ideas mm -hmm. that you're giving us, because of course, we do love some games. But sometimes it's also about what you guys want. Yeah. And we respect that. So we'll try to do an episode about Among Us. If mm -hmm. it's very short, it will be very short. Who knows? That's fine. And you mentioned Dark Souls as well. Dark Souls is way more complex and it will take a bit more time to just prepare for this kind of episode. So we should try to do that, but probably in the future because mm -hmm. I still want to play it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, to discuss about it without playing that game. But for sure, we should do an episode about Dark Souls. And maybe we'll be very lucky and get like our hands on some next gen consoles in the coming future and if it's the case maybe we can do an episode about Miles Morales so the, the Spider-Man oh, yeah, right. game we have a bunch of things to discuss about but Among Us should and I was thinking about Minecraft <laughs> what do you think bro? Minecraft? <laughs> would you be excited to do an episode about Minecraft? <laughs> I will talk about Minecraft if you want to talk about Steve being a DLC in Smash Bros. Then I'll talk because, you know, guys, playing Steve in Smash, it's so much fun. I thought it would be an absurd. I thought it would be completely ridiculous. Every time I play damn Steve in Smash, I laugh my eyes out. It's so amazing. So... In this case, I would, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. So and and Skyrim for sure. So Skyrim, I I agree with you guys. But what I know is that they are um, remastering the game, if I'm not mistaken, for the next gen consoles. Oh. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, because Microsoft just bought Bethesda, they want Skyrim to be remastered for the Series X. Mm. I don't know whether it will be on PS5, but I guess so. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's the case, we should probably definitely do an episode about Skyrim, but whenever we can play it with uh, the console we have, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to play it on my Switch, to be fully honest. I made that mistake with uh, The Witcher, and I realized these days that I would take, I would prefer having a better version like m m meaning i want some hd content mm -hmm. for the witcher because the witcher is an amazing game and sometimes when you're in game it kind of lags and that's not fine that's not okay you should 
So Skyrim, I don't think it's good on Switch. Mm -hmm. It's just my opinion. Of course, I did not watch the reviews, but if I'm playing Skyrim, I want the full experience. And so I guess we'll wait for the remastered edition. Mm -hmm. Skyrim VR, unless you want my game bro to puke, I doubt it's a good idea. <laughs> well, guys, yeah, I have a weak spot, you know. VR makes me very nauseous. <laughs> I tried the PS VR once and I nearly died. So every time I hear VR, I already go like, mm. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe the technology is going to be exactly right. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh that's yeah. gonna be awesome okay oh my guys God. so this was really awesome we have a bunch of ideas bro so we have to curate same. them now in the side same but if you guys exactly. follow us in our uh discord you're probably gonna hear mm -hmm. from us soon mm -hmm. about what's gonna be the next su the, the subject of our next episode so yes. stick with us and thank you yes. so much this was a lot of thank fun thank you have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks a lot.